0: Now, fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Is it bad corporate behavior or just the way business is done? Sears is facing a major social media backlash, conventional media as well, as it embarks on its liquidation sale at 59 locations and the Fuhrer is over the way that it has treated its employees, or rather, former employees. 2,900 of them were laid off with no severance. Meanwhile, the company has paid $9.2 million in retention bonuses to its executives. There's been a huge vocal response under the hashtag. Boycott Sears Canada and lots of negative comments also on Sears' website. And uh, it is urging people to boycott the liquidation. So will that even make a difference? There are still 86 stores under various different Sears banners that are operating. And uh, the business explanation for doing this is that these bonuses are necessary to retain key people so that they will close the stores properly. Um, I I have to say, I don't get it. Millions of dollars to retain the management that had a big hand in driving the company into bankruptcy protection. Do you think that they would be so quickly quickly snapped up by other companies? Uh, I want to know what you think. Um, And do we need better laws? The numbers to call 416 360 740 Toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And right now, let's go to Bruce Winder, who is a partner and co-founder at the Retail Advisor Network. Bruce, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me today. Okay, so what do you make of this uh, social media campaign?
2: Well, it's pretty interesting and maybe not so surprising. I mean, I you know, listening to your opening comments there. There's really a couple of different levels to look at this. One is the legal level, which I'm not a lawyer, and I'm sure you know, Sears is following the letter of the law in terms of what it can and cannot do mm-hmm. with bonuses and with um, CCAA filings in terms of severance, etc. But But there, there's a pretty big PR nightmare here, which is caused by the optics of what's going on, right? So if you have the common customer, the person who's an average customer of Sears or average Canadian, they don't get the math, they don't see it, it doesn't make sense for them, right, from a moral standpoint, that you would not give severance to these folks and that, you know, you would pay out uh, bonuses to executives. Um, technically, it is pretty common, to be honest, to, to pay out executives' retention bonuses during a time when they are winding down operations. But from a consumer standpoint, it's brutal in terms of the optics, in terms of the message it's sent. I mean, if you look at Sears, Sears historically in Canada, it was known for its trust and loyalty. And now there's a number of consumers, obviously, with the hashtag that feel that they've been betrayed by the current activities of the retailer.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so on to the practicalities, the, under the hashtag, people are being urged to boycott the liquidation sales. I mean, they, is, is, that, is that a useful thing to do? Is that going to make any difference at all? The company is, uh, you know, going down.
2: Yeah, my own personal opinion is that Sears will not survive all of this. That it's just a matter of time before they actually go under. Um, you know, the way consumers normally behave is that they're going to buy the discount merchandise um, when it's on sale to the point where it's sharp enough to get them out of their off their couch. So right now, what you're seeing at Sears is you're seeing discounts of between 20 to 50 percent on select items. But I would argue that most of the discounts are are probably between 20 to 30 percent so people are going to wait until they see those discounts you know ratchet up to sort of fifty to seventy percent off closer to october and that's when they're going to really start to get out of their off their seat and get to the stores and buy things um, so that that's going to affect that piece but there's also the full line stores that remain so you know the the rest of the chain that's not being closed down and i gotta think somehow that this negative pr and the boycott sears movement will impact the sales of the non-discounted stores just because you have a lot of folks out there who, especially Sears target customer, like Sears target customer probably skews toward older boomers or seniors. And a lot of these folks, um, for them, loyalty and employee loyalty and and employer loyalty is really big. So for them, they might think twice about sort of going in and, and buying something even in the non-discounted stores right now.
1: Okay. Uh, and, uh, it seems that this particularly has resonance
2: it does i mean this is this is obviously picking up as a movement i mean it was it started as you know um some press coverage last week the week before and now there's a whole hashtag group about it and it's being covered aggressively on every media outlet, like you mentioned social and traditional media so it's taken on a bit of a life of its own
1: uh okay and uh, so W- will it affect Sears' chances of uh, survival?
2: Well, here's what I would say. In my opinion, my own personal opinion, I think Sears is doomed anyways, okay? Um, but what it might do is accelerate um, the time frame for when they actually go under based on the fact that they might not raise cash as quickly as they want to through some of the clearance activities as well as some of the full line or non-clearance stores and the day-to-day operations of those stores it's got to hurt sales on those outlets, which is going to hurt cash again. So it it might accelerate, um, the inevitable for Sears.
1: Okay. Uh, and, uh, how bad is this in terms of, uh, of their, uh, image?
2: Well, it's really bad. It's really bad. I mean, it doesn't get too much worse than this. Um, it's, 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 you know, every, every time, anytime you, you have your customers angry at you, um, it's, it's very difficult. And, um, it, like I said, it sort of, you know, in my opinion, it really sort of breaks the trust, if you will, that Sears had with consumers for the last 50 or 60 years they've been in the country, and um, really sort of um, is it, behavior that maybe uh, shocked a lot of folks. So I do think it's uh, it's going to have a negative effect.
1: Mhm. And uh you know in general I'd like to talk about these social media campaigns. Yes. Uh they seem to really uh take on traction. Hello? you operator. Hello? Hello? Um are you there Bruce? Yes,
2: I am. Sorry. I had some technical difficulties.
1: Okay. Um I think we were, might be having some here as well. Yeah. Uh, um problem. Okay, so uh, what do you make of these campaigns? They're, they're big on social media. I remember the one with the catch-up in Leamington. Uh, so sometimes they can be extremely effective.
2: Yeah, sometimes they are. I mean, you know, I would I would argue, though, that a lot of them, I think, are kind of short-lived, that they may have a big PR push. Some of them can be more effective than others. Like, I think of some of the sweatshop um, bannings of brands such as Nike or um, other folks in the US in the last 20 years when they found out that certain garments were made in sweatshops, you know, th- some of those bans really took life and actually created you know, whole industries that uh, began auditing factories, right? So, so some of these movements can actually take flight. Some, some can be sort of part of the news cycle and then evaporate, but uh, this one seems to be uh, lasting a little longer. And when you look at the magnitude of people affected, I mean, Sears employees, even with the cuts, I think still about 15,000 people in Canada. So you know, most people either know someone who, who works at Sears, have worked at Sears, or are very familiar with the retailer. So it really sort of strikes a chord with uh, with Canadians because it's it's coast to coast and it's part of, like, let's face it, Sears uh, was a Canadian, is was a Canadian icon for for like I mentioned, 60, 70 years.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, um, where does this leave? You know, the Sears customer is uh, an older consumer. Do older consumers uh, take part in these online campaign things? I
2: don't think so. I don't think you're going to see a lot of older consumers. Like, sure, baby boomers might and the odd senior might. But, you know, the majority of those folks are probably consuming their news through... TV or consuming it through newspapers, right? But they're still hearing about it. I mean, even though they're not on the social media campaign, I'm sure they're still talking about it. I'm sure that uh, it's coming up at dinner tables. I'm sure that they're reading it in the paper. So I'm sure that they're aware of it, and that's probably where some of the issues going to come in in terms of their non-discounted banners um because you know that's probably where those folks are are currently shopping right now.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean um you know it, it's I guess it's a we we're shortly going to talk to a pension expert about laws because mm-hmm. you know the 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 way the laws are employees are just unsecured creditors at the back of the line. That's right. But uh, uh, but employee bonuses, I mean, they're not creditors either. They're not creditors that would be ahead of them. Right. That's a choice.
2: Yeah, And sure.
1: uh, I guess, you know, the the judge gave them permission uh, to give those bonuses out, and it was apparently part of a compromise so that the retirees, they would keep paying into pensions for three months. Right. I mean, uh, if the perception is that that's unequal, it certainly seems that way.
2: Yeah, I think that someone somewhere, if this if this movement keeps uh, going, there's probably going to be some request for uh, government to re-examine some of the CCAA laws, and you know identify what can and cannot be done in Canada. Because if enough people, um, you know, are upset by this, they're going to talk to their their local representatives and, and boil it up. And I think it's. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's reared its ugly head in a time like this, and most people didn't realize what you can and cannot do under CCAA protection, which your uh, your lawyer associate will talk to soon. But, you know, it's probably going to raise some questions in terms of should there be some, some changes to those laws um, to make it uh, more fair to the, to the average worker.
1: Okay. Um, hang on there. Uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Garrett in Toronto. Hi, Garrett.
2: Oh, hi, Libby. How are you? Not bad. No, well, I'm,
1: you know, I'm resentful
2: and kind of angry. Eight years, I've worked for a company for eight years, and uh, I was the dispatcher at a a taxi company. I worked a midnight shift, so we were kind of like security guards because, you know, it's a dangerous job, right? Right. Okay, um,
1: I had good attendance.
2: I had, uh, because we...
1: Did the company go bankrupt? No. No, but they didn't pay you severance when no. they let you go.
2: No, they wouldn't. They refused.
1: Well, you know what? That's, um, you know, the the law says that uh, you have to get a certain amount of severance, even if it's small. In this case, what do you make of what Sears is doing to its employees? I mean, what well, they're doing is legal, but, you know, leaving these people high and dry while paying executives bonuses. It's despicable. I mean, it's really, it's low life, despicable. Poor people, like let's
2: face it, we're right on the bottom of the rungs. We're the ones that take the TTC to work in the middle of the winter time, freezing our butts off. People don't care about poor people anymore.
1: I mean, they uh, don't. The, they the, don't. The, there seems to be a lot of traction for this, Garrett. Thanks for your call. Uh, there seems to be a lot of traction. I'm uh, just uh, on Twitter on the hashtag. I'm going to read some of the comments here. Uh, uh, No severance to lifelong employees. Disgusting you are. That's one comment. Um, Another comment uh, saying hopefully everyone will boycott Sears. Don't go to clearance sales in support of workers not getting severance pay. Don't give them a cent. Uh, And uh, Bruce, but if, if uh, they don't have any money, won't that be kind of uh, an excuse to uh, pay employees even less?
2: Yeah, I think that's sort of part of the positioning and part of the reality is when, you know, a company gets to, to CCAA protection, it's because they don't have money. It's because they don't have, um, you know, the cash flow to do that, right, to pay these kind of sums out. But it still doesn't, uh, let's, let's face it, workers and consumers just don't care about that. They don't see it that way. They see it that they've put in 10, 20, 30 years with a company, and they expected to get a severance despite what current state the company is in.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. Still with Sears and the big backlash against them. Uh, Those bonuses that are causing the backlash were part of a compromise with retired employees that will see the company continuing to make some benefit and pension payments until September 30th. So, they get pension and benefit contributions for retirees for three months in exchange for $9.2 million for executives. Is that a fair exchange? A lot of people say that the laws governing bankruptcies have to be changed. So we want to hear from you, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Uh, but right now, let's go to Ari Kaplan, who is a pension expert and the host of Family on Air here on Zoomer Radio. Hi, Ari. Hi there, Libby. So, is that a fair exchange? Three months of payments in exchange for 9.2 million for the uh, bigwigs.
3: Well let me put this in context. First of all there is 9.2 million as you mentioned that are reserved for the key employees but that didn't come out of nowhere. Like the judge had to approve that order and as you mentioned in your intro this was a part of the deal that was reached not only with the pension council but with the employee council and in exchange for that for not opposing those payments to those executives they're getting like you've mentioned three months not only of pension uh, payments to cover the deficit in the plan and the ongoing contributions which benefits, by the way, not just retirees, it benefits the active employees, because they're also pension plan members. Mm-hmm. It, they're also making uh, continued premiums on their health and health and dental and, and benefit plans and life insurance plans as well, the total of which, over those three months, comes to about $14 million. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, that's in excess of what, just to balance it off, going to the executives. The other piece of this, and I understand why people are upset, and I understand why the, the boycott campaign is on, and, you know, I don't really fully agree with it, because Because the less money that's actually purchased from the sales process, the less that will be there for remaining employees and for pensioners. But in addition to that, it's not like they're out of all uh, luck entirely. As part of the deal, to move this forward, they're continuing discussions with the employee council to, first of all, have an early access to the wage earner protection program, which is under the bankruptcy legislation, which they're not under right now. And they're also in discussions with employee council to set up an employee hardship fund, which could also act. That. So the the full amounts that would be um, paid severance is around nine million dollars as well which kind of mirrors what the executives were getting but when you add that on top of the 14 you're getting into some considerable money there and the important point that I want to really want to make is that this is a process it's a process that's being followed by a judge the judge is hearing evidence and hearing submissions and is balancing the interests uh, so it, it, we're not over yet the employees are not out of luck uh, you know at, at this stage right here and there is potential hope for some recovery
1: Enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, they have to wait. They probably need the money now. I mean, the uh, the optics obviously are terrible. Uh, but what do you think? A lot of people say that the laws have to be changed because the employees are are at the back of the line when it comes to being a creditor being paid out.
3: Right. So, I mean, in the proceeding that they're in right now, the restructuring proceeding, they're in a, you know, lower priority, if you were, with respect to severance payments, because if they were bankrupt, and that's the most devastating position, Mm -hmm. then there actually is access to, like, a wage earner protection program that the federal government introduced a bunch of years ago in order to remedy. And they changed the law, and I believe uh, CARP, for example, was in favor of that, those amendments a few years ago when they were introduced, for the purpose of giving a higher priority. Can we do even better? Of course we can you know, and all of the time, legislators, whether it's legislatures or whether it's Parliament, is always looking to have to balance the competing interest. The competing interest here is that um, we want to make the jurisdictions in Canada a, you know, a business-friendly environment to the extent that we want businesses to operate here and create jobs. I know I sound, using lingo like that is not necessarily, you know, pro-employee in nature, but the reality is, if people are saying they won't invest in this uh, country or in this province because they know that if they are going to invest, best money they're not going to get it back because they have to prioritize employees that could be a reason for them not to come well not that's I, I agree with that argument i'm just saying these are the arguments that are made that legislators have to balance when they're looking at making new laws
1: yeah but it, it's 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 not even necessarily uh, not business friendly. it's not business failure <laughs> friendly uh, uh so i mean uh do we need that law in place with bankruptcy protection as opposed to full bankruptcy, the same protection for yes. employees who are laid off
3: we certainly need as strong protections as we can possibly get for employees and pensioners because you know the fact is that if employees who lose their pension money and lose their severance it becomes a public cost it becomes all of our cost because people are distressed they're going to have to go on social assistance some of them and when people are distressed also they're a higher strain on the health care system right? absolutely so, so there, it, it's entirely an offloading from the private sector to the public uh, cost so i agree that that is certainly better not to Happen, you know, and at the same time, this is one cog in a wheel of our economy uh, that needs to be fully lubricating and to be fully moving in order to have a, a system that we can all uh, benefit from and live freely and happily in. So, and, it's a hard one; it really is.
1: And and I I get you know measures to make it business friendly, but it, it's hard to imagine that that people look at the eventuality of a business failure when they're setting something up i mean it it's hard to say that making it easier to go bankrupt or get bankruptcy protection is kind of an incentive to put business here. I just don't get that. Sorry.
3: Well, I, I guess I guess to use the actual example of Sears. So right now, they're not bankrupt. They're in restructuring. And right. the point there is that the hope is that they're going to come out of restructuring and as a stronger entity and be a going concern here for everybody. Now, the deal was in order for them to be, because they were so distressed, the lender, the, ex, the super lender that came in and said, we'll lend you the money, Sears, because you're distressed. And it's a super huge bet for us because, you know, we're going to be lending you the money and you're in distress we will lend you the money if you comply with these conditions and the conditions are among other things we need to keep these key employee executives in headquarters because we need them to go through the process and if you don't agree to that or if you end up getting an order from a judge that prioritizes employees higher we're going to take our money and go home You understand? So it's not. So that's the dynamic, the actual commercial dynamic in place that the judge hears and goes, well, I guess the option are let's put them into bankruptcy or 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 not. And if the option is, well, I, I see that you're lending them the money, provided that the employees are prioritized, the executives, that is, then that's a decision that the judge has to make. But that's the actual dynamic that's playing out, not only in Sears, but in other
1: restructurings as well. Okay. Ari, thanks so much for uh, explaining that for us. My pleasure. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.